Hello, and welcome to Second Helpings, a Grace Fellowship podcast designed to serve up another round of insight and application from our Sunday morning corporate worship gatherings. Pull up, dig in, and get filled as we take another taste of God's greatness. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Second Helpings. I'm Pastor Zach, joined again by Pastor Dan, fresh back from overseas. Um, yes. You guys, make sure to ask Dan about his mission trip. He'd be happy to tell you. He's not going to do it on video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some cool stories there to be shared. But uh, yeah, actually, you know, we did. We were praying for you. Thankful that the Lord mm-hmm. brought you back safely. Glad to hear that the mission went well. That's so yeah. that's good stuff. Um, but we're back into Second Timothy. Um, re- back to some of the verses we were doing, but here in chapter two, um, looking particularly at verses uh, five through seven today. And Dan, I'm going to ask, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say anything that you might want to continue on. But I want to just start with something you're preaching about this, and then I was looking here at the text, and something that really stood out to me is, and we got to go back a little bit because Paul's talking about the soldier as well in verse four. Isn't it interesting that he, in all three of these metaphors, soldier, athlete, farmer, Mm. he is talking about the purpose of them as well, Mm. right? The soldier's purpose is to please the the one, excuse me, who's called him. The athlete's purpose is to um, win the crown or win the the crown. And then the farmer's um, purpose is the crop. And I thought it's very easy for us to talk about, uh, you know, not not being diligent, but also too, it's very easy for us to be diligent as Christians without thinking about the end in mind. Mm-hmm. We can get busy, right, and doing things mm-hmm. that seem righteous and faithful. Yeah. But I just want to talk a little bit and ask you a little bit about that idea of because re- you, and we'll, and we'll get to this as well, that we have a task at hand. Yeah. We are called to do a thing. We're talking about a portion of suffering here, but we are about proclaiming and spreading the kingdom. What? Why is it important for us to keep that in mind in our daily life? And what are some ways that maybe you go about doing that? Yeah, I, th- I think that there's uh, a tremendous amount of distraction. We have so many options in our world today. Okay. So therefore, options bring a level of complexity because of all the things we can do. Then we have just uh, our lack of ability to focus. If we aren't regularly coming back to the purpose for which we were created and which we exist now, is that to make disciples and that spreads the fame of God, uh, we have a tendency to think our own ideas are as valuable as Christ's command. Mm-hmm. And so we have a tendency to start measuring ourselves different ways. I think the other thing, and I'm, I'm very much like this, I love to be busy. And uh, that can be at great odds with with the command of Christ, because being busy is only being busy. It's not being effective. And so when I'm not doing things or when I'm called to ponder or reflect on Scripture or take time out for kind of self-care instead of just running, 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 that's very, very hard. Mm. And yet that's an intricate part of, I think, my sanctification. And so... He slows me down, and I think many times is to go, hey, Dan, you're really busy, but you're not effective. Mm. And I, I've gotten to a rhythm to start recognizing it. Why am I being slowed down? Why are there obstacles in the way? And then when you knee-jerk back and go, okay, this is the reason why. is because I'm doing a lot of stuff, but I'm actually not contributing to the mission of making disciples. I'm just doing a lot of busy things. So I think that uh, there's tons of different stuff, but I find in my own life, spending time in the Word, recognizing God's providence in my life is really important for me to see when I'm going out of bounds or not being focused. I was talking to somebody this morning about uh, how the counseling ministry here has kind of taken off, but we've been praying about this for four or five years. (laughs) And so 
yeah, you can make it happen, but there's times where you pull back and go, okay, Lord, this is your church. If you want us to have uh, biblical-based counseling ministry, then uh, provide the people because yeah. we can't have it if we're not. And you really have to step back from that. As an Americans, I think, and particularly me, I like to make things happen. Yeah. But we have to remember that if you try to make things happen, all you've done is made something. Yeah. And if you make it, it's you know the sand. It just it can get uh, obliterated. But the Lord has to put the pieces together. Yeah. Then it's just spirit infused, and so it kind of it takes off. So. It, to me, a lot of it is just paying attention to your own walk with the Lord and trying to recognize what He's doing and being okay with not being overly busy and not thinking that busy is a virtue. Yeah, no one's getting yeah, a pin for good. being busy. Yeah. Now, you might be called to be busy, but measuring yourself as being effective, that relates to what Jesus has called us to do. Yeah. So that you have to tether yourself constantly to that yeah. if you're going to measure your effectiveness. That's really good. I remember years ago, I was reading through my NIV Student Study Bible. I remember oh. the, the old, had the neon pink font. I, remember, I don't know if I can remember that all of a sudden. Uh, but uh, I, 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 I would go back and look at the notes sometimes, and sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, thank the Lord I wasn't yeah, using yeah, at this yeah. point. These are not good notes. Yeah. But something that really stuck out to me was when Jesus saying, um, apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah, yeah. And this is when I was first like learning a little bit about language, so I'm going in and studying some commentaries, because I thought it was interesting he didn't say, apart from me, you can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. does say, you can do nothing. Yeah. And I thought, you are capable of doing something that is nothing. Yeah. And I, that still resonates with me now, because I can be busy. Yeah. And it can mean nothing. Yeah. And in order for it to be relevant, it needs to be about the kingdom. It needs to be focused mm-hmm. on what the Lord would have me doing. So I think it's interesting you're talking about like take like paying attention to it. I've invited a couple people, predominantly my wife, because I will do this. And I I've, I've, I've get joked on it sometimes from guys who know me well. I will run myself until my body says, oh, no, now you're done. And then I get sick. There's no in-between thing. Mm. I got sick last week, not because of that. But I've asked my wife to say, you know, tell me when you see it coming, because I'll get so busy because I like it. Yeah, I won't yeah, 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 sure. And she will kindly go, Zach, I think this is when you're going this way. I've got another brother that will say, buddy, I, I think you're going there, and I'll stop and take that pause. Now, I would like to be the kind of person that doesn't need that, but because I do, I put those things in my life. Mm. So there's things that you put in your life that will that will keep you on track, so to speak. Yeah, and I think just recognizing, we, we have a saying in our house as with the kids, if the devil can't make you bad, it'll make you busy. Mm. And so uh, I think that's true. And just having that people around you that, that recognize that and see you running and redlining quite a bit, uh, and I think that's where your body breaks down. Because yeah. you're essentially, when you're being busy, we're constantly on this quest to be godlike. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be God, so we want to be busy. We want to be creating things and moving things and shaping things in our tiny little way, instinctively trying to be godlike. And our bodies shut us down. Other people help us understand. The Word convicts us uh, to recognize we're not godlike. And I think when Christ says that, He wants us to really buy into that yeah. because He doesn't need your effort. He doesn't need anything. He invites you to it yeah. and empowers it. But he's not reliant on it. And so often we we love to think he's relying on yeah. us. We have that – our flesh is just so addicted to self-reliance and independence and in ways I don't even think we, we're not going to realize till we're on the other side. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. 
Well, that's good stuff. I, I think that that's something very important for us to think about and a reminder that we all need to have with one another. I would encourage everybody, invite people into your life or find mechanisms that you know that will help to remind you mm. that the Lord doesn't need you. It's a great privilege to be able to serve, yeah. right? And we should yeah. do the things. There's works that have been created for us since before the foundations of the earth to do. Yeah. We should be diligent in that, but be reminded that... Uh, this rock's going to keep spinning after we're gone. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unless the Lord decides to come back. Come, Lord Jesus, come. I'm all yeah. for that right now. <laughs> um, all right. Well, the other thing I wanted to mention was something that um, that really stuck out to me because, um, well, I, I'll, I'll let the point make itself. You were talking about ways that we can kind of be on mission. Yeah. And you mentioned I've been with you at lunch when we do this, talking about yeah. like asking the uh, waitress like how to pray, and I always feel like such a dunce when you do that because I'm like. I never think about that. And you think about that stuff all the time. I, love, we, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, years ago, we were in North Carolina walking out of a grocery store, me, you, and Groover, hmm. and me and Groover are almost to the car, and we realized you're not with us anymore because he had just randomly struck up a conversation with the lady that was returning carts at the grocery store. Yeah. It was just like, I didn't even, I wouldn't even think about anything like that. So one, I, I'm going to, I want to come back around to it, but I want to ask you like, how do you do that? I know to you it's probably just something you do now at this point, but how do you get to the point to where you're thinking about that, you're being mindful to look for those conversations mm. to bring up Jesus? Yeah, I wish I had a, a, a tricky answer, a great answer. I, I, I don't really. I think I think the key for me is if I'm in the Word, I have kind of this um, consciousness of mission, and I think that spills over like a glass that's full. And when I when I come in contact with people, it spills out. I wish it spilled out more than it actually does, even. But just recognizing the burden that uh, and the privilege that people were put in my life when I was mm. incredibly lost, and maybe I'm that person for them in the moment. And God's going to do something, so I want to have that front row seat. So I just, you know, bring something up. And the fascinating thing to me is, and it's really a bit of an adventure, is to watch how far that conversation goes. So if I talk to somebody at a supermarket, or I only have a little bit of time, but if I say something and they kind of connect, you can almost see it in their eye that God's already been developing mm. them. And I just think that's an amazing thing that I go, okay, there's this timeline of this person's life and God's been doing something and then I'm just parachuted in to say something, whether it's a, a short conversation or a long conversation. I recognize that that moment I'm on this kingdom agenda and I'm part of that agenda and that's incredibly exciting. And I find that energizes my walk with Christ yeah. to go, this is a lot bigger than me. And I was just parachuting into that and yet God is doing it all along. And I just think that's incredibly encouraging and incredibly exciting. And it's also very surprising. So when I'll be in a situation and I'll just feel convicted, hey, talk to somebody. And uh, it, when I do that, and, and I, I maybe I'm uncomfortable, I don't know how to fit it, and I and just do, and how God uses that in the moment, the imperfection of what I say, and maybe I'm just that bump that somebody else is going to come along. So I think that part of the Great Commission, when Christ says that, go into all the world, or as you are going, he says that as a way for us to keep reconnecting with his agenda. Mm. And if we're missing that, mm. I find the other aspects of my life go dark. So my reading is a little mm. darker, my prayers are a little darker, my ability to love people and forgive people is a little darker. But if I'm actively sharing the gospel, the word comes alive, my ability to forgive others, my ability to love others, all of that comes alive. Mm. And so when people aren't sharing, 
I, the, what they're doing is they're closing off other aspects of their life, and that's where the ki- my kids, mm-hmm. hey, share the gospel, I'll do it in front of them, not because I want to kind of uh, have them see me doing that as much as I go, I want them to see the rhythm of life. Yeah. Just like a song has a rhythm, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. If it doesn't have a rhythm, it makes no sense, but if somebody sees you having that rhythm in your yeah. life, they can fold it into their life as well. And so that's how I think about it. I just see it as a gen of God and what what part am I playing wherever I am. So I wanna I wanna come back to something you said yeah. that I think for those that have been around you that see this will find interesting. You said that I might be uncomfortable. Oh yeah. And I've yeah, had yeah. a number of people be like, yeah, yeah. he just does it. Like it seems so natural to him. Yeah. You're telling me that at times you're uncomfortable to Yeah, this? yeah, certainly because I go, you know, and this is humiliating, but you go, I, I know I should share with this person. And I just go, you know, I just don't want to. Mm-mm. I just I just don't want to right now because I've got other things to do. And if I get in this conversation, I could be here for a half hour and I got to get play. And then I just feel rebuked and ask God, you know, I'm sorry, that's, forgive me for that that incredible wrong. Thank you that you've forgiven me. And then just throw it out there. And sometimes I'm in a situation I don't really know what to say. Maybe I'm in a moment, whether we're meeting in an awkward place or uh, I'm going in someplace or I'm standing in line. I don't know how much time I'm going to have. And sometimes I just throw something out. And other times I really kick the door in because I don't really know what to say. And so I'll just say something. You know what? Do you think when you die, you'll go to heaven or hell? (laughs) And that's a kick in the door. (laughs) But sometimes I I find people, if you do it in a way that, you know, I've been thinking about this and I just was wondering, curious, if you think there's an afterlife and where you would go. And and sometimes when I don't want to do it, if I get more aggressive, I find that that kind of overcomes my flesh. Um, I think everybody's got to figure out that journey, yeah. but everybody has to be on that journey. Yeah, uh, It's okay if you go, I'm not totally sure, I'm uncomfortable, not as comfortable as I'd like to be. Okay, but you're engaged. Yeah. You're you're there. Yeah. It's like a dad goes, oh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm the best dad, but I'm around my kids and I care about being the best dad. Okay, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's the guy who goes, I don't really care about being a good dad, or I never ask myself a question, am I a good dad? Those are the people who are bad dads. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's good. I, I, I appreciate the way you're saying this because um, I, I want what I'm doing is I'm fishing to be able to eliminate a cop out for some of us, right? Mm. I, years ago, I remember being around people, and especially when I was in college, there's a number of people that I thought they just so naturally bring up the gospel of people hmm. all the time. And then I w- I'm inquisitive. So I ask questions and I'll start being like, well, what do you do? Why is it so natural? And what I quickly learned is it's not natural no. for anybody. No. They did it on purpose. And it's things like you would say, they'd be like, very often they say, I don't do it as much as I should. And then I know this and I'll understand something from my experience and I'll speak up. And I realized, well, wait a second. If it's not just natural, yeah. that means you can learn it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like you sure. But then I'm dealing with the fact that I don't naturally, you will talk to anybody. I've seen this again. Like you can sure. just start talking to people about anything. I wait for people to talk to me. And I feel like for some reason they really... They, there's always an invitation. I'll be in the grocery store trying to get in and out. And for some yeah, reason, yeah. next thing I know, I'm picking a tomato and somebody's confessing a 20-year-old sin to me. I'm like, who are you? I don't know. I never oh, thought wow. like there's something about my face that says, tell me all yeah, of this yeah. stuff. But anyway, so I started thinking, and when I tap on as you said, you need to figure that out for you. Yeah. So what I figured out is I don't prompt conversations like that, mm. and I'm not good at it. I can keep trying to do that. But I realized people are going to talk to me all the time, and that is just something that happens when I'm out. Well, when I open my mouth, I'm just going to talk about Jesus. 
all the time. It's what I know. It's what I like. Sure. Yeah. And even if the conversation yeah. wasn't going that yeah. way, it ends up being that way. And I found in the past five or six years, now I've got people coming to me going, how do you do that? Sure. And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's almost, I don't have a, a tricky answer either. But I think the important thing is, and I'm not trying to say for either, like there's, we all, we both have tons of things that are wrong in our life and we could sure. do talking about Jesus better. I'm just using our example and our testimonies to say, you need to think about this because you want the crop. Yeah. You want the crown yeah. and it doesn't just fall in your lap, right? Yeah. There's no lottery in the kingdom. Yeah. There is work to be done so that we can bring in the harvest for our king, for the one that we serve. And I think, as we said, you got to figure it out and be careful because some people will look at somebody, let's say a, a street preacher. Yeah. And I did that for a period of time where I'd go out and engage people in New York City. Um, and sometimes people look at that and they go, oh, that's a bad way to do evangelism because it's not their way that's right. or they'd be uncomfortable. Yeah. Listen, I don't care how the gospel's that's getting right. out. If you're doing it with integrity and it's on point, I thank God for street preachers, and I thank God for that person who is very meek and mild yeah. and is engaging, but in a way that I would never engage. But that's the way that God's wired them. The key is, are we pressing? Are we pushing? Are we expanding? Are we getting out of our comfort zone, wherever that may be? And over time, I think the people that you think naturally share the gospel is because they've learned naturally how to share that's the right. gospel. So, and that's... Then there's another problem, like with Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons. I have to pull back with Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons mm. just because I can be way down the road really fast with them and I can overwhelm them. I can rush the conversation. And sometimes the Holy Spirit wants you to. So if you feel that, you're connecting with the Lord, the Lord is impressive on you to go more for the jugular quicker. Uh, but I just have to be careful in the flesh. I don't want to win an argument or I don't want to show them to be wrong. I want them to hear the gospel in a gracious, truthful way. And so there's a lot of tensions being pulled, but I think the more you do it, the more you grow and mature in that, I think the better you're be, you'll yeah. be. And I think it's, it's interesting. We know that about stuff. We know that experience breeds oh, yeah. more natural. Um, I always think it's funny. The um, so if you know me at all, you know that I keep a, the Coca-Cola bottling company in business pretty much by myself. Yes. I consume a lot of that uh, Coke Zero and other things on occasion. Welcoming donations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, my kids think it's funny when they watch me pour a drink. Because, you know, you get the head that comes up on yeah, it. Yeah. It'll get right to the brink. And they're always watching for dad to spill it. It doesn't spill. Like, I've poured this tons of... Because they never drink any soda. Like, they, yeah, yeah. you know, I drink more soda in a day than they drink probably in a yeah, year. Yeah. So when they pour it, they're always freaking out. And they're like, oh, you're just so good at this. And one of them said, you're a natural. I said, boy, I've poured a lot of soda. Yeah, that's right. right. We see this in every other aspect of life. I don't... There's something that makes us... Like, we don't realize, look... If you yeah. share the gospel and you start doing it, and yeah. you're talking about it regularly, at some point, you're not going to spill, right? You're like, well, we'll actually, we'll mess up. But it becomes more natural in what we're doing. Yeah, it's like I was at a golf tournament years ago following Phil Mickelson. And I, I got in this one one time, he hit the ball, and he's in the fairway, and I'm between the ball and the hole. And I'm like, there's no way he can hit that. There's a bunch of trees there. And he's lining up, and he hits the ball. And he hits it in a way I would never have hit it. And he goes around the trees. <laughs> and you go, I would never have done because I don't do that. That's right. He does it all the time. And you go, he's incredibly good. Well, I'd be better, too, if I played all the time. I wouldn't be him. But 
yeah, if you do it all the time, you 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 make what seems to be impossible pretty normal. Yeah. And that's and that is supposed to be our normal, right? Yeah. So you talk about we bring it back, you know, kind of full circle to the beginning. We're not doing these things because there's so many opportunities for us to be distracted. Well, mm. we're probably not acting in the normal way that we should. We've got a sense of normal, but part of the process of sanctification is changing our normal, yeah. right? Getting yeah, it back true. to where reflecting Christ. When you look at the life of Christ, he had a very clear normal. Oh right? boy. So, and um, I know it's a high calling, but that is the life that we're called to. Right? Yeah, and he does things, you know, things are going great, Mark 1, things are going incredible, and he goes out and spends time in prayer, and all of a sudden he goes, we're leaving here. I was called to the to the rest of Galilee, essentially, the, the sheep of Israel, and uh, blows the minds of the disciples. Well, oh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stop there because I, I, if you get a chance to end with Jesus, there you I go. That's like you end the you want to end the round on the bell with the punch, right? Yeah. <laughs> so get stop, time to stop with Jesus there. So, uh, looking forward to we'll be moving on. I, I'm really interested. I was just telling Dan. I noticed that our Advent song for this week works with the text for this week, so that's mm. fun. Yeah. And I'm even starting to think as we're looking at Advent, we're going to keep preaching through Timothy. Yeah. There's a number of things that kind of line up really well as we're going here. So, Very looking good. forward to the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. I want to thank all you guys for joining us. Thank you again, Dan, for yeah. being here, and thank you for coming back to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, glad to have you back um, in-house and stateside. Um, look forward to being with you guys this Sunday. Until we get a time to be together again, you guys keep focusing on spreading the fame of God and making disciples and enjoying every second of it. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.